Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Taking Care of Business. Um, as we said last week, Carl and Lewis are, are off eating twisters in Hyde Park in London, so we're on the summer takeover of the show. Joining me today is Lynette, our very own data queen, and fresh to the podcast, Daniel Maloney, who's the branch director of our farm office. I avoided it for eight years, but yeah, had to agree to one of them. <laughs> Here you are. So this week, guys, we're going to talk through data from Q2 um, of this year. It's quite, quite, a, um, quite a meaty podcast, really, so we'll get straight on with it and share some of the insights that we have. So turning to Lynette first, what would you say is that the main kind of headline figures or headline data pickouts of Q2? So, I mean, I get so excited with data, but um, this month and Q2 has been phenomenal for the Dubai real estate market. I would say I have two. So as of July 1st, we have already reached 70.8% of total sales volume of 2021. Wow. Only seven months in. Yeah. Is, which is crazy. And then also, we've had the high, so June was the highest month ever on record in terms of real estate value with 22.7 billion dirhams. Wow. So, yeah, th- th- those are my top two for, I would say, this month and this quarter. Incredible. So coming, coming over to you, Dan, how does that correlate with, and obviously we're talking about Dubai on a, a large level, yeah. coming down to your office, how does that correlate with what you've seen? To be honest, it correlates pretty much exactly. Um, Q2 this year, it's our largest Q2 since we've opened our office four years ago. Um, we beat the Q2, Q1 revenue, should I say, sorry, by 16.35%. So huge, huge demand when it comes to, to real estate at the moment. Obviously, we've had a couple of interest rate hikes, should I say a few. Um, Interest rates from January have gone up by 1.75%. That's been dictated by the Fed in the US. We thought that that would have a bit of an impact in terms of um, demand, but based on the figures we're seeing at the moment, it's still very, very hot, the market, should we say. So it's not had an effect on demand as such, but kind of getting straight down to something I probably envisage bringing up later in the podcast, has it impacted, we can see in all our top transacted areas, this is all SOP and all SOP data now, uh, from Q2, every single area has seen an increase in the number of transactions. Not every single area has seen an increase in the average sale price. Yeah. Again, all SOP and all SOP data. Some of the areas have seen actually a slight decrease in sales, uh, sales average sales price. Now, I know, Lynette, you made a very good point on this. That is down to, what, what's the terminology you used? Basket of goods. Basket of goods. Yeah. So, again, with our data, it's not like we're saying, it's not a like-for-like, apple-to-apple comparison, but maybe it does show the, the start, of a, start of a trend. So I don't know, Lynette, if you can share a couple of areas where we have seen a, a, a small, a small like, price correction or slowdown or however we want to word it. So if we look at just all sub and all sub data, right? So it's it's actually very interesting. Um, if we compare quarter on quarter, so Q2 versus Q1, um, for example, um, sales prices, we had a 15% increase in the springs um, and we had a 29% increase in the green community. Um, if we look at the areas that we had a decrease um, <clears throat> in sale prices, we had a 19% decrease in Dubai Sports City, and we had a 23% decrease in Dubai Hills Estate. So it's like you were saying, Paul, it's right now we're just kind of like processing the data 
and we're looking at what is happening in real time. We won't know until the next, let's say, two, three months, really what's going to happen in the Dubai real estate market. Um, and we also need to look at that basket of goods, right? So yeah. you being the branch manager of, of Palm, you have a very good picture of like what is selling yeah. properly in the basket of goods. Um, <clears throat> but um, I, it, if, if you break down the data further, and this is something that I wanted to mention, um, so despite the fact of what's happening globally and locally from a macroeconomic level, okay, let's interest rates, inflation, yeah. despite all that, if we look month on month growth, we had a 32.88% increase in real estate volume and a 24.21% increase in value. This is month on month, yeah. not May. Um, and then, if, okay, let's look at quarter on quarter, very steady. So we had a 9.54% increase quarter on quarter for volume and 6.81% increase in value. So the Dubai real estate market is continuing to steadily grow month on month for like the last over, actually during COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I honestly, in my opinion, I do not see it stopping or changing or shifting anytime soon. No, I agree. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I certainly agree on that. We can, like I say, every single area you see more transactions and the applicant registration levels are, are still as strong as ever. We've, uh, we've all been quite vocal in the past talking about how Dubai, it's, it's interesting now Dubai, it can no longer just be Dubai property market. It is, it is area by area. And one thing I want to say about the Dubai Hills estate, it's not that we're saying a three bed in Dubai Hills estate has dropped 23% in value. But what we're maybe saying is, buyer purchasing trends have, have changed a little bit. So maybe there's less three beds selling, more two beds selling. That's hypothetical. Again, I'm not saying that's happening, but maybe there is with the, the, the hike in the interest rates. And again, this is maybe, it's the first look at the data. Like you said, Lynette, it's gonna take months and months to really play out. But is this a trend that we're seeing of with the interest rates, with the, the, the global economic situation? people downsizing their expectation and, and what they're looking for a little bit. Again, Dan, I've thrown it over to you. And it, it, again, it's on a specific level of, of your office, but yeah, that sure. does cover like the marina, the palm, obviously, uh, JBR, the greens and the views. Is that something you think your guys are seeing or is, is, or is buyer, sorry, demand changing a little bit or search requirements? Um, the, it's been a bit, even for like the last year, we've seen lots more people coming in the market purely for investment as well. We've had a lot of cash buyers in the market, which like noticeably a lot more. Um, however, at the same time, we're working with a lot of people who are first time buyers here. So you mentioned the interest rates there, Paul. And Lynette's right, it's gonna take months, if not years for it to actually play out, but we're still not at like high interest rates. The interest rates now are just at the levels they were pre-COVID. Yeah. You know, we're talking like, Four, 4.2%, 4.5% for five year fixed. That's not high. I think my first mortgage I got before COVID was like 3.99 fixed for three years. So it's a really, really good time. And in terms of the clients that we're working with, they've all lived here a long time. You know, Dubai is not as transient in my opinion, you might be wrong, but is what it was a few years ago. And if you look at the length of time people are staying here, they're staying here longer. So yeah, in terms of like clients we're working with, People buying for investment in like the main areas, like you said, JBR, a lot of people wanting holiday homes there, putting them out on short-term rentals. But even people who've lived here a long time, like in the marina, they want to stay there. They're buying places and they spend a lot of money on refurbs, especially on the Palm as well with the apartments. A lot of people buying apartments on the Palm, spend the money on them because they want to live there. So 
I just think the market's maturing. That's my opinion. But it's, I don't know, it's it's hard to say. Um, but yep. certainly the demand's there, as Lynette said, like a record June since records began and what have you. Um, second highest quarter since records began. It shows that there's a lot of confidence in the market. Yeah, I think Dubai is, again, without repeating out ground from the last few podcasts, Dubai is in a, almost a unique position in the world at the moment in terms of where people where people want to come there's there's so much value uh, so much like well so many high net worth individuals coming in i think from the way it's handled covid to rules and regulation changes it's just such an a, a attractive yeah. place to um attractive place to come over to at the moment and yeah i'm mentioning like i guess i'm trying to get in there first and mentioning like are we seeing a bit of a trend in a maturing market it won't just keep going up and up so there'll be a correction at some time but i think overall yeah the, the message is we just had the busiest month ever. We've had the busiest quarter ever. Dubai real estate at the moment is 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 performing so highly, yeah. so much in demand. Switching over to to the rental data because that's obviously always a, a very interesting one for for us to look at and for for people to to hear about. What's what's the main messages there, Lynette, Lynette at the moment? So again, Russian number two. Yeah. So uh, previous months. Uh, so last month, Russian was number two. The month before that, it was number five. Before that, it was not even in top 10. British always being number one. Yeah. Um, so again, Russian is uh, the number, or number two nationality for tenants. Um, again, the rental rates. So if you look at overall Dubai rental increase, it's been about 30% year on year. Um, and we will be doing a further report on this this month. Um, but for example, with all sub and all sub data, if you look at the top areas, Dubai Hills Estate, 59% increase quarter on quarter wow. for rentals. That's possible. Very popular place. And Jumeirah Golf Estates, 44% increase quarter on quarter. So we know the rents are going up and they will continue to grow up. Um, as I've been saying in the last few podcasts, and I still will continue to say it. September is a time when the new visa schema gets overhauled and it, everything gets implemented. And we're going to see a lot of people come into town looking for jobs, looking to relocate, yeah. to re uh, relocate their businesses. And um, I, I do, and majority of these people will be renting. They won't be buying. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that shows in the Ajari registrations as well, doesn't it? So 14% year on year increase in Ajari yes. registrations, which is new rental agreements. And I think in Q2, a 41% increase uh, in rental transactions. And is that from, that's from the land department, not yes. also from also. That is from DLD, correct. So that shows the, the population mm -hmm. shift and the population increase and all the, the new people you just mentioned come into the city. I mean, for 41% increase, it's huge really, isn't it, year yeah. on year? Yeah. So it's, again, in terms of Dubai being the, the place that a lot of people want to come at the moment. And again, it's something we've said for years. People come over, they'll rent for two to five years. It's a maturing market. Then they'll, following that, they'll get to know Dubai. They'll get to know the, the places they like and they want to be. And they'll jump onto the, the property ladder. So not only is this great, in my opinion anyway, 41% 40%, increase in Ijar is now, great for the market now. But hopefully what that means in the next two to five years, there's a lot more buyers that are mm -hmm. entering the market. Yeah. Say that again. I'll say it'll strengthen the sales market because they'll become buyers. So it's a cycle, isn't it? Good. So what else? What other interesting things are we are we reading into the um, are we reading into the the data that's coming across for us? So if we look at another interesting thing is we've kind of been in that 60, 40 percent split between offline and secondary, with secondary being the, the yeah. 60 percent. 
Um, secondary is still holding strong. Um, there's been quite a few launches in the off-plan market that we saw over the last few weeks, month, um, which People we won't see. People jumping over barriers to get there. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy, hasn't it? <laughs> which we won't see that data show up into the Dubai Land Department Registry for like the next month or two. Um, so we really won't be able to gauge those numbers right now. But secondary market still ho ho holding very strong. Um, <clears throat> as I said earlier, I normally the summer months are pre-COVID. They're the slower months. Yeah. Um, last year, there was a little bit of a dip. Um, this year, with more people traveling, to be honest, I don't really see it dipping. I, I, I do foresee the next few months either staying steady, more or less with uh, transaction yeah. volume. Um, <clears throat> so it's going to be, um, it's, it's really going to be very interesting. But so I'm going to go really deep into yeah, the Yeah, please here. do. Okay. <laughs> so um, in overall sales volume, we had a 45.62% increase. Um, when comparing Q2 2021 to Q2 2022. Um, and when we compare secondary sales, we had a 40.42% increase in volume um, comparing from Q2 last year to this year. And then for off-plan, we had a 54.12% increase um, in sales volume and a 105.68% increase that was the in off-plan value. Yeah. So this is where I see, okay, there's been a lot of new launches. I know in Dubai Hills, it was almost 2,000 dirhams per square foot. Yeah. yeah. For the last launch, I think it was Ellington. Um, I do see the prices, and we've talked about this before in the other podcast, I do see the prices continue to rise in the off-plan market price per square foot just because of the supply chain issue, the, yeah. the, the, the cost of construction material, um, which is going to be very telling of the market because normally when in the past, when investors have come into the market, they're looking for off-plan. This is where I see we're going to start to see that shift and we're, we're seeing that very strong 60 40% right now in the secondary market we're going to continue to see that i think the big thing as well is the investor visa that they roll out the 10-year investor visa you qualify with that off plan as well don't you mm -hmm. so i think as well with the payment plans combined with that it's a good way for people to get hold of those investor visas so yeah. and it's having a huge impact because like we know from speaking to finton and his team it, it's so hard for them to get into lunches yeah. like we have so many clients that want to buy properties and say if we have Let's just put a figure on it, 20 clients for, for, for a lunch somewhere. We maybe do one or two sales. Yeah. And it, it's such a battle to try and try and get our, our clients in through the through the developer doors. So I think you're right, that is a market that will yeah. has will run and run for for um for some time, yeah. The thing is as well, like that as I said, that was the stat that stood out to me when we were talking before, Paul. 105.68% increase in the value off plan. I think that's a positive as well for the secondary market. Mm -hmm. You think People are going to see better value in the secondary market, um, but that's a, that's a huge start, isn't it? Increase, huge. And also, I think what we're seeing, especially over the, uh, over the last month with off-plan sales, it's not sustainable. It, like we're looking back at like 20, what, what was it, 2012, 2013, yeah. with the same kind of trend, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yes, developers are adding more incentives. They have their payment plans, which is great. But even they're not as attractive as what they used to be. Are they exactly? Really? They don't need to be anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. But I, I do see more of a shift to the secondary market than to the offline market. Yeah. 
So I just want to, before we, I think already, we're rapidly running out of time, which you kind of get started today, so don't you? You want to talk and talk and talk. <laughs> my, my brain scrambled with all the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go on, so we touched lightly on, on um, projections for the summer. From my point of view, we obviously track, and again, we're talking about all stop and all stop, not the whole data, buyer registration levels, tenant registration levels, and viewing levels, which all remain high for us at the moment. We've got a a huge tide of momentum from Q2. Yeah. We're talking about record this, record that, this carrying over into the summer months. I tend to agree with Annette. I, I don't know, maybe we'll see some kind of indentation over the summer as people go on the holidays and, and everything else, but it doesn't feel like there's a sharp drop-off in interest at the moment. Like I say, if, before we get to transactions, the first thing we'd see is registration and yeah. viewing levels start to drop, and that would be an indication that, okay, in the next few weeks, transaction levels are, are going to drop. So that's my view. Again, coming down to a, to a, a branch level, is, is, are you guys seeing any different? Are you? No, but look, I was about to say there, you could take it with a pinch of salt because it is purely opinion, but when we were agents still, like you would hear people talking in the marketplace about how it was getting quieter, it was slowing down, but we all still had good months. Yeah. And there's less people in the market but you tend to find that they're more serious. So if you look at June, month on month, yeah, buyer inquiries did drop a little bit, 18%, but it was our second highest month for transaction volume in June. So it'd probably tell you that the buyers that are in the market are a little bit more serious. The big, big thing for us in quarter two, what we've seen from a branch level is volume of listings come at the market. So actually new instructions. It was a 21.6% drop quarter on quarter. So. If you're a buyer in the market, yeah, if you're a buyer in the market and you're looking for something, especially been looking for a while, you're acting on it. You know, if you see something which ticks all the boxes, you don't find buyers out looking as many properties as what they used to because they're just not available. So, no, and, and they know they need to move quickly. And yeah. it's that thing, supply and demand. Whilst the supply is still limited, the demand's going to be high. So, as I said, a slight drop off in terms of buyer registrations, but in terms of transaction volumes, it was our second highest month yet to date. So, yeah, I think we'll still have a strong summer. That's my opinion anyway. Agree. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, let's see how it plays out. That's it, I think. We've had the signal from James. Time's up for this <laughs> podcast. We're going to be putting reports out. We'll be putting graphics. We'll be putting bar charts, pie charts. We'll be putting everything out on our social channels. We'll, we'll release a couple of things to the press as well. If there's anything you want to know more from us about data or what we've seen in the market or what we've seen historically, because... That's the only thing we can really report on a fact is what we have seen over quarter on quarter, year on year, half one this year, gets half on last year. Just let us know if you're interested in our projections or if you disagree with anything we say, let us know also. And of course, always, the more you can like and subscribe to the channel, uh, the better for everyone. So it'd be very much appreciated. Thank you. And until next time, thank you, Lynette. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Data beats opinion. Yeah. <laughs> See you soon.